Well, welcome to this bonus podcast for the Ecclesiastes series that we're doing at Shaw Community Church this year. We'll be working through this book of the Bible for most of the year, uh, but one of the introductory questions that comes up when you begin to study the book of Ecclesiastes is who wrote this book? Who is the author of Ecclesiastes? And that question has been answered in various ways. We won't touch on that question too directly during the series itself. So uh, I've addressed it in this separate session because it does have uh, some relevance to how you interpret the book of Ecclesiastes, depending on who you believe the author is. Uh, At first glance, that seems like a reasonably straightforward question with with a reasonably simple answer, because in the first chapter of Ecclesiastes, there's a couple of quite direct references to the author of this book, or at least who the author seems to be. Uh, In chapter 1, in the very first verse, it says, The words of the teacher, son of David, king in Jerusalem, uh, which sounds a lot like King Solomon. And then in verse 12, it says, I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. Uh, Then again in verse 16 of chapter 1, I have grown and increased in wisdom more than anyone else who has ruled Jerusalem before me. So those references taken together certainly sound like the author of Ecclesiastes is King Solomon. Solomon, after all, was David's son. He was the king over Israel, the king from Jerusalem. Uh, Furthermore, he was given the gift of wisdom by God, and Solomon was considered the wisest person in all of Israel. He embodied wisdom and he embodied Israel's wisdom tradition and he was in many ways the great sage king uh, over Israel who was looked to as the great wise person. So for all of those reasons, Solomon has traditionally been associated with the authorship of Ecclesiastes and the book has been attributed to him. But on closer inspection, there are some problems with this theory that Solomon is the author of Ecclesiastes. In fact, the problems start to arise in the very same verses that we've just looked at, uh, which have led many to conclude Solomon is the author. If you go back, for example, to verse 12 of chapter 1, the author says, I, the teacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. It's significant there that the past tense is used in that verse. So this is written from the perspective of somebody who was Israel's king, but is no longer their king. And yet Solomon himself, when you read the account of his life, especially 1 Kings chapter 11, we find that Solomon died in office. In other words, he died while he was still the king. There is no point in his life where he could have looked back and said, I was the king over Israel. Because he was the king right up until the moment that he died. Then in verse 16, the author says, I have grown and increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled Jerusalem before me. And that verse sounds a bit strange on the lips of Solomon, because the only kings who had ruled Jerusalem before him were David and Saul. It's not like there were a whole string of kings over Israel before Solomon. There were only two, and yet the implication of that verse 
is that there were all of these kings who had preceded the person who is writing. And so it sounds a bit awkward to put that verse on the lips of King Solomon. Then in addition to those references about the teacher himself, there are other passages in Ecclesiastes where the author seems to be talking about the king and talking about the king in quite a negative light. For example, in chapter 4, verse 1, he says, I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they have no comfort. Power was on the side of their oppressors. Chapter 5, verse 8 and 9 says, If you see the poor oppressed in a district, and justice and rights denied, do not be surprised at such things. For one official is eyed by a higher one, and over them both, are, both have others higher still. The increase from the land is taken by all. The king himself profits from the fields. And then finally, in chapter 10, verse 20, Do not revile the king, even in your thoughts, or curse the rich in your bedroom, because a bird in the sky may carry your words, and a bird on the wing may report what you say. It seems unlikely that these statements could have been written by Solomon himself. They cast the king in a negative light, they talk about Israel's rulers from the perspective of someone who's not in power. They sound like the kind of thing that could be said about King Solomon, but not by King Solomon himself. Then, as well as references within the book, which cast some questions over Solomon as the author of Ecclesiastes, you have issues of language in the book itself. Ecclesiastes is written in Hebrew, like the rest of the Old Testament, but it's written in Hebrew that's very unusual and is different to all the other books in the Old Testament. Uh, most scholars consider that Ecclesiastes bears a lot of similarity to Aramaic, which is a much later form of Hebrew, an, an adaption really of the Hebrew language, which suggests that it's written in a later time period when Aramaic was being used. It contains words that certainly sound Aramaic, and even words that have been borrowed, it seems, from the Persian language, which would have influenced Hebrew far later than Solomon's day. The syntax and the grammar of the book all seem to come from a much later period, and simply through these linguistic concerns alone, most scholars date the book somewhere between the 5th and 2nd centuries BC, which is uh, hundreds of years later than Solomon's time. So the language factors in the book seem to point away from uh, Solomon's day towards a later period when Hebrew was being influenced particularly by Aramaic and then the importation of these Persian loanwords as well. So you have some questions that are being raised about Solomon as the author of Ecclesiastes and so that leads us to the question, well if Solomon isn't the author of this book, who is? And you have to remember that Solomon himself is never mentioned as the author of the book. There's, there's nowhere that his name is actually used. The name of the predominant voice in the book is simply mentioned as the teacher. I, the teacher, was king over Israel. And that word, the teacher, is the Hebrew word kohelet. And that literally means one who gathers you could translate it perhaps as the assembler. And it could be meaning he was the assembler of people. He gathered people together uh, as, a, as a teacher. Uh, or it could mean that he assembled wisdom, that he assembled proverbs and sayings of the wise. Certainly the last couple of verses 
at the end of the book suggests that Kohelet was doing that, that he was assembling and compiling wisdom. The Greek translation of Kohelet is Ecclesiastes, and that's where we get the title of this book. And again, literally the word uh, points us to uh, the gathering, the one who gathers, a bit like the word Ecclesia, which is the word for church in the New Testament, the gathering of people together. So uh, all we know really about this figure Kohelet, the teacher, is that uh, he's called a wise teacher in chapter 12, verse 8. Uh, he's probably a wisdom teacher within Israel, and when I say he, uh, it's, con- it, it's possible that Kohelet is a she. We, we don't know conclusively that they are a male. It could be he, it could be she. We, we know that this person is some sort of wise teacher who uh, searched for wisdom and meaning in life. We know that they're probably not Solomon, but it seems like what's happening is that Kohelet, the teacher, is taking on Solomon's persona as a literary device in order to search for meaning in the world. So in the first few chapters of the book, and it's really only in the first few chapters of the book, Kohelet writes from Solomon's perspective, and he explores various aspects of life as if he were in Solomon's place, as if he were living uh, the king's life. Solomon is really the perfect persona for Kohelet to do this. He embodied wisdom. He was the great wise king of Israel. And so using Solomon as a literary device, as a literary foil, if you like, the author undertakes this quest for meaning and purpose under the sun. Now, it it might sound on the surface of it like that's a bit deceptive for somebody to assume the persona of someone else and write in their name. Although, again, he doesn't literally use Solomon's name, which is important to note. But, in fact, studies of literature in the ancient world, especially in Mesopotamia and Babylonia, have uncovered the fact that this wasn't that uncommon. Uh, There are various texts that use the same strategy, ancient texts, in order to make their point. So this was a well-used genre in which an author puts his words in the mouth of another person, usually a more famous person. He takes on their persona in order to sort of see the world through their eyes, draw conclusions about reality. He uses that persona, not his own, in order to run his argument and make his point. And it seems like that's what Kohelet is doing. So you have this figure, Kohelet, the teacher, the wise teacher, who is taking on Solomon's persona, at least for a few chapters, and once he's once he's done with that, he drops that persona and, and he just speaks as himself, really, for the rest of the book. But he, for a few chapters, takes on Solomon's persona in order to undertake this quest for meaning and purpose under the sun. Now, there's one final point to note here on the authorship of Ecclesiastes, and that is that Kohelet's voice is not the only voice in the book. It is the dominant voice in the book. The teacher is certainly the one who's doing the talking most of the time. But on close inspection, you find the presence of another voice. Kohelet is sometimes referred to in the third person, which means it can't be him speaking at that point. He He's referred to as the teacher uh, by a third person. This happens specifically at the beginning of the book, if you look at the first two verses of chapter 1, and then again at the end of the book, in chapter 12, verse 9. And even once, in the middle of the book, in chapter 7, verse 27, Kohelet's referred to in the third person. So these references suggest that at points in the book, it's not Kohelet himself that's speaking, 
but another person. And this other voice, this other person, really functions as a narrator in the book of Ecclesiastes. He comes in right at the beginning for the first 11 verses. He introduces Kohelet, he introduces the wisdom of Kohelet, gives a little succinct summary of Kohelet's uh, theology, if you like, or, or Kohelet's search for meaning and, and, and the absence of meaning that Kohelet finds in the world. Then he pops up again at the end to wrap things up and he sort of pulls together Kohelet's thinking and he makes his own comments. The narrator, right at the end of the book, offers his own evaluation of Kohelet's views and his own gentle critique, I think, of some of Kohelet's views. So it's quite significant that you have this other voice that is bookending Kohelet's own thinking. And that's why sometimes this narrator is called the frame narrator, because he frames up the whole book. He, he sort of beginning and ends it, so that in the middle, the body of the letter is Kohelet. So the structure of the book is in three parts. You have the opening introduction by the narrator, chapter 1, verse 1 to 11. Then you have the body of the book written from Kohelet's perspective, which is chapter 1, verses 12 through to chapter 12, verse 8. And then you have the conclusion, chapter 12, verses 9 through 14, which again is taken up by the narrator. Now the narrator we know even less about, really, than, than Kohelet. He doesn't give us any clues as to his identity. We can only assume that he's probably another wisdom teacher in Israel. Uh, at the end of the book, he mentions uh, teaching his son, or talks about, be wise, my son. And so we can possibly speculate that he is teaching his son about wisdom, that he's using Kohelet as a way of explaining wisdom to his son, and possibly even critiquing Kohelet's wisdom to his son. So to put all this together and come right back to the central question of authorship, if we ask who is the author of the book of Ecclesiastes, the author is the unnamed narrator. It is the narrator who has put this book together, not Solomon and not even Kohelet is, strictly speaking, the author, but the narrator of this book has pulled it all together, and what the narrator does is present to his audience the wisdom of Kohelet, the, the teacher. And this teacher, Kohelet, uses the persona of Solomon to search for meaning in the world.